The following presentation is a Barrett Sports Media production. Recognizing the unsung heroes of sports media. I'm stuck in this pit, working for less than slave wages, working on my day off. This is the Producers Podcast with Brady Farkas. I'm the executive producer. Oh, you're the executive producer. And it starts now. Welcome in, everybody, to another edition of the Barrett Sports Media Producers Podcast. Today, I've got a great conversation with Anthony Pagnata of WFNZ in Charlotte. We talk about his responsibilities producing for the station, how they divvy up content in a market that's so heavy in college sports, but also has a huge professional presence. We find out where the heck his nickname Flounder came from, and how does a diehard New York fan end up in Charlotte anyways. We talk about all of that, plus we get his advice to new and young producers. So enjoy Anthony Pagnata on the Producers Podcast. What the hell does flounder mean? Where does that come from? Uh, it was a nickname that was picked by the listeners. Um, that was apparently a cardinal sin. Uh, I was not supposed to do that. I was supposed to allow the guys on the show to pick the name. Um, I r- remember originally when that came across, uh, the guy said, that is a stupid nickname. Why would we go with that? And then the next day, they just decided that was my nickname. And uh, I think the the main, the, the way that they have justified it is that is the name of the pledge from Animal House. And I have just uh, stuck with it. Now people know me by uh, many different versions of that. When they get mad, they like to call me the fish man or the fish boy. And then other people will uh, that that like me, they'll just go with flound or whatever. So it's uh, it's a nickname that uh, originally I wasn't a big fan of, um, but I've grown to love it. To be honest with you, I was going to ask you a question kind of related to that because it takes a special person to be a producer. Sometimes, as a producer, you are the brunt of the joke, and that was something that I personally couldn't deal with at the point of my career when I was a producer. I was a little too sensitive to that kind of stuff. How do you kind of handle that dynamic and embrace it? I, I mean, look, it's just it's something that, you know, you got to you take on, head on. I mean, the thing is, is you I've got guys that are very open to being poked and prodded as well on the show. They, they really like to take jabs back and forth. And so I think that's. That's kind of the big part of it is if you've got hosts that are that gracious where you can kind of jab back at them, um, it's always, you know, it always works. Um, But the other part of it is, is that you got to realize that even the people that are, you know, making jokes towards you or whatever um, that are listeners, man, they want to be in your spot. They've wanted to for years. You're, you're doing what they love. And, you know, ultimately, I think one of the biggest things that you'll see is that when something does actually happen that's serious, um, usually those listeners are are there for you and they're excited to be, uh, you know, part of uh, of what you have going on. So uh, it's it you know it's it takes some thick skin at times because the jokes can get a a little tough, but uh, it's definitely something that I've learned to uh, love and enjoy. What is the vibe right now at WFNZ? Because, what, Jeff Rickard's been there a year or so, so some upper management changes, and then new program director either just started or is going to be starting soon. So there's, um, you know, definitely some, some has been some change. What's the vibe like? 
That's pretty good, man. Uh, Jeff's come in and he's he's made some changes here. Um, I think it's been about like what six months. He came in in the summer, um, and man, every, everything you could see the uptick. Um, but you know, it, it's in part because of him. It's in part because our of our previous program director, uh, Terry Fox, who did so much for us as well, got us on the FM signal. Um, and that's been huge and it, it has really made a difference. You can see so many new listeners. I think one of the other big things um, that happened during Terry's time here and that is going to continue to be carried over at least is, is what we believe is going to happen with Jeff uh, is Charlotte FC. You know, they, they have made a huge difference here. We found a whole new listener base and uh, it, it has been amazing to watch, you know, a station that, was huge in Charlotte for the longest time. It was still huge over the last few years, but now it's grown even more. And that's thanks to all the different people that are coming in here. And, you know, the vibe is is really good around here. We enjoy working with the guys that are here. We just got a new show. Uh, Wes Bryan, who comes over from the ACC Digital Network, he was actually an intern here uh, at one point uh, way earlier back in his career. And then uh, Walker Mayo, who came over from ESPN 730, um, and they're great They're great guys. So, I, I mean, the energy in the building is as good as I've seen it since, uh, you know, I was, I, I've been here. And uh, I'm extremely excited to uh, continue to grow with this team that's here now. I always enjoy asking producers about content in their markets and in their region and you as a producer and how you help pick the content or kind of massage what the content is. And look, it, it, everywhere is always football whenever it's relevant, but the Panthers are in a down year and there's interesting storylines certainly and that they need a new coach and quarterback situation. So there's things to talk about. But you're in such the throes of college basketball country now that we're into November and December does the does the content transition to Carolina Duke talk? Does that resonate until the NFL is over? Kind of where are we at content wise? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's kind of hit and miss. I mean, especially early on in the season, you know. Right now, neither team's looking great. Um, they're not terrible, but you know, yeah, neither team is is quite as good as I think some people thought they were going to be out of the gate. Um, so I, I think. There's always going to be college basketball talk here, really just college sports. I think also, you know, even over the last couple of years and, and especially this year, you've got every single team in the triangle area that is going to a bowl game. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot of college talk. People love it. And it's amazing to see there are some people that really love both. But you've got certain guys that are just really, really passionate and gals that are really, really passionate about college sports. That's what they want to hear. Um, so typically what we try to do is we try to vary it up. So like today on a Monday, um, you know, the guys come in. They, of course, talk about the Panthers, a little bit about the Hornets in the first segment. But then they transition to the college game. And we have a bunch of college football segments in there. Um, we do a segment called Pumped or Pissed where you can talk about your college team and, you know, wh wh whether you're pumped about the weekend or you're pissed uh, as a Toriel fan. Definitely pissed about this past weekend. But uh, yeah. I, look, it's, it's, I, I think we do a really good job of balancing it. And you kind of have to because there are so many people that are so passionate about college sports here. But you've also got the people that, even though they complain about it, are extremely passionate about the pro sports here as well. You know, I, I think you're going to be the first producer I've asked this question. Like, I have I live in the Northeast where college football especially is almost non-existent. Like I can't fathom 
spending entire days talking about college recruiting, whether it be football or basketball, like talking about 16 year olds or 17 year olds in high school. is just never something that will seem interesting to me, but in the South, there's a lot of recruiting talk. So do you guys talk a lot of recruiting and are people interested in that? Yeah. SEC country is probably where you're going to find more of that at. Um, So we'll talk it a little bit. I mean, especially like, uh, late next month, uh, we'll talk it and, and I'll do it. I'm someone that, you know, I do a blog and a podcast on the side where I cover uh, Tar Heel football in depth. So for me, it's a big deal. Um, and, and we'll have moments where people want to talk about it, but usually it's more of the on the field stuff. People really get into, you know, the ACC football and everything like that. So it, it's definitely got a following. But I think if you're looking for the guys that talk recruiting around the clock, you're probably looking a little bit further in the South. How does hockey play in your market? Because obviously, look, it is big in the South. Maybe surprising to some people. If you go to Nashville, I know they talk hockey a ton. Tampa, yeah. despite you know the Bucks storylines, they're talking a lot of hockey. Where is it at for you guys? Is it more of just if the Canes are good, we'll talk about them in April, or are we talking about them all season long? Yeah, that's kind of what it is, man. If the Canes are good, then people will want to talk about them. Um, I'm a guy, I'm from the Northeast originally. I'm a New York Ranger fan. So for me, it's always kind of been, you know, I, I've been born and bred that way. That's my dad's favorite team of any of his sports teams. So we watch him every single night of the year. So here I, I try to work in, you know, some Canes talk, especially with how good they've been in recent years. But it's kind of like to a certain extent what you see from college basketball fans, even, you know, the, outside of the diehards here, the casual college basketball fan, they really start getting into it. In February, that first Duke-Carolina matchup, you'll see that sort of similar with the Canes. Once, really, you know, the Panthers are done, once they realize that the Hornets maybe aren't going to make the playoffs, or even if they don't think that they're a team that can do really any damage in the playoffs, you'll start to see the Canes sort of come up. And then once you get into playoff time, there, there are a surprising amount of people. It's, it's definitely grown, like you said. You know, you see, you know, Nashville is, is probably one of the more surprising markets because they're such a small city. I mean, they've really invested in that team along with the Titans. Here, it's not quite as – they're not quite as invested because they're in Raleigh, but you can tell that there are a lot of people here. We get requests from people to, hey, let's talk a little Kane. So what I'll do – we do our own little sports flashes now. Um, that's something that Jeff Ricker came and put in that I think has been great. And that's where we usually get those types of talks in, and people have really seemed to enjoy it. Anthony, I love asking this question. It's usually my last question for producers. What is your advice to young or new producers? Well, I mean, look, it's just take everything in stride, man. It's not going to be easy. Um, there's going to be some challenging days, but the main thing is, is, is trust what you learned. Um, you know, I went to I went to a small broadcasting school right down the road from here called the Carolina School of Broadcasting. They set me up with everything that I needed to know. And when I got in there, you know, it was it, it was definitely a, a, a little intimidating at first. But yeah. I learned pretty quickly that, look, there, there's a lot of freedom in this field and just trust yourself and find things that are funny on your shows and stuff like that. I have a bunch of sound bites. We actually just had uh, one of our, our guys that's come on with us that's a guest, a guy that's a radio legend here in Charlotte, uh, Jerry Valancourt, who actually passed away over the weekend. I have a whole sound library of him. And today we just spent time playing our favorite cuts from him. Um, and it was it was amazing. It was it was awesome. So many people loved it. They loved reliving those types of things. You create those moments for people. And 
the, the biggest thing is, is that you have to get creative as to how you use your voice, especially for me. I'm a guy that's, you know, part of a show that has two hosts. So I have to be creative with how I work myself into the show. I know, you know, it, it's tempting to crack that mic. I want to talk. <laughs> you just have to be sort of strategic about how you do it. And using those types of elements, you know, I, I think allows you to do that. And then off the air, I mean, look, your, your biggest thing is you are trying to promote your show. You're trying to promote your guys. You're trying to make everything sound like it's big. And so I, I think that's been one of my main focuses here is trying to promote my guys, make people feel like there's a reason that they're supposed to tune in. And uh, I, I hope that I've been able to do that for those guys here over the last, oh, man, it's been about a year and eight months now. So. <laughs> Well, looking forward to the two-year anniversary coming up here uh, early in 2023, man. Anthony, we appreciate the time and the perspective and uh, loved having you on this episode. Hey, Brady, thanks so much for having me on, man. I appreciate it and uh, love that you're doing this. Uh, it's really cool to be able to hear from you know other producers out there. That's awesome. It's been a running theme of all of these episodes. All these producers talk about dedication. They talk about always being on top of things. They talk about the grind. They talk about the struggle. It's not always a, a glamorous position. I really loved what Anthony had to say also about being able and being willing to be the brunt of the joke sometimes because it is something really that I struggled with early in my career. If you're going to be a great producer, you certainly can't be sensitive, and it's something that some of us have to really work on. So Anthony Pagnata, a Bright career at WFNZ in Charlotte and a bright future for WFNZ as well due to their management changes and the new people that are coming in and continuing to build on what Terry Fox had done there previously. We'll see you on the next episode of the Barrett Sports Media Producers Podcast. You don't want to believe it, but maybe the show is over. Thank you for listening to the Producers Podcast. To enjoy past and future episodes, check out iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, the iHeart app, and BarrettSportsMedia.com.